Glory be to God. How to have the move of the Holy Ghost in your life. How many of you want the move of the Holy Spirit in your life? Amen. Amen. How to is very important. How to. How to. Because too many Christians, even after they got born again, they don't know how to live out the new man. Don't know how to move in the spiritual, how to move in the supernatural dimension. There are many Christians that serve God, that love God, and yet struggle every day to stay healthy, to stay prosperous, joyful, and peaceful. There are so many Christians that are still in captivity to the snares and to the attacks of the devil. That's not the will of God. But why? Because they don't have practical knowledge when it comes to moving in the spirit. They don't have practical knowledge when it comes to applying kingdom principles in their lives. And that's why they live a defeated life, even though they love God very, very much and are serving God. And they can even be pastors leading a people. But the word of God says the blind leads the blind and they all fall into the ditch. And it can be the ditch of sickness, the ditch of poverty, the ditch of religious spirits. And what is the lie that the devil is trying to, you know, spread and propagate in the church? The lie is, it's all up to God. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm not yet qualified. Maybe I'm not diligent enough. So we work harder. We work harder. And we become more and more dutiful. We become more and more task-oriented. But inside, we are dry, depleted, frustrated. And then we dare not to believe God for results anymore. When the word of God says that those that come to him must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. I'm giving you the knowledge of a practical, successful living. This is what this church is called to do. And this is what I am called to do. It's to give you the practical ways to live this kingdom life that God has given to you. Amen. Number one, we need to know that the kingdom of Jesus Christ works by spiritual laws. It's just like Australia as a nation is run by laws. It's just like the universe, the entire universe, the entire creation runs by laws that are very exact, meticulous, and essential. So all these are spiritual laws in the Bible. God has revealed to us his way of doing things in his word. The word of God reveals to us how to live. The word of God reveals to us how to live a healthy, a victorious, a joyful, and a triumphant life. The word of God, the word of God is our manufacturing handbook. You need to study it so you know how to live. My people are destroyed not for a lack of love for God, for lack of knowledge. You can love God and still die sick. You can love God and still die poor. So it's very important that we understand that. 
If you look at the Word of God, you'll notice that God has already told us that He is no respecter of persons. No respecter of persons. So it's like when you go to court, the judge will not look at you because he knows you. The judge will not give you favor just because he knows you. The judge works by the law. And the law is the Word of God. Amen? It's very important that we understand the Word of God says that you have not because you ask not. It's not because God doesn't like you. It's not because you're not qualified. It's not because you have not fasted enough. You have not because you ask not. And it's a progressive thing. You ask and you seek and you knock. And you ask and you knock and you seek. And you ask and you ask and you ask until the answer is released. And uh, words like speak to the mountain, be thou removed. So you don't pray and beg God to remove from you sickness and disease. You speak to the sickness and disease. You speak to the demons of affliction and command them to go. When the devil has a thought against you and telling you that you're no good, that you need to be ashamed of yourself, what do you do? You don't go to God and pray, God, don't you love me? Don't you like me? I'm trying my best. No, you speak to those demonic thoughts and command them, go in the name of Jesus. Authority has been given unto you. Jesus said, I've given you the authority, the authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Every man, every woman of God needs authority. And it's been given to you once you become born again. You don't have to struggle and strive. You don't have to argue and quarrel. Just exert your authority. Assert your authority in the spiritual realm. Not against people, but against devils that are driving people. Understand that we are talking about two kingdoms. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom that the devil wants to establish. A demonic, manipulative, controlling kingdom. And you can see that now, even in the natural so it's very important that we learn them and apply them. And when we do, we will see results. Now, I'm just giving you a very simple testimony. You know, I've bought some luggage. I've bought some suitcases, you know, for, for travel, luggage cases to travel. And I used one of them when I was going to, um, when I went to Tasmania. And I found out that when I came back, the, it's a new luggage, I mean, it's a new suitcase. And the minute I got home, I realized that it's already, like, dirty. And I thought, oh, this is no good, you know. In the natural, there's no way that they would allow me to take it back and uh, refund me. Because I've used it. I've used it. But I... I just fought my mind. I just fought my thoughts. I fought them. I fought them with the word of God. I say the favor of God is upon me. I say the favor of God is upon me. And the justice of God shall be done for me. Amen. And I took it back to the shop. I took it back to the store. The store manager was there. And she was so nice to me. Like she was so nice to me. She did everything for me and refunded me. And I bought something new. So I'm just telling you that God's word works. 
But you have to work it to make it work. You have to work it for it to work. Amen. Lift up your hands and say favor. The favor of God is upon me. The favor of God is upon me. Amen. Glory be to God. For it is written, you have favor with God and you have favor with men. So people are not our enemies. Don't quarrel. Don't strive. Don't hate people. Because you are going against the laws of God. When you're doing that, when you're doing that, you're going against the laws of the kingdom. And when you go against the laws of the kingdom because of your personal feelings, the kingdom can't work for you. How many of you understand what I'm saying to you? No matter how much you shout and scream in the court, the judge goes according to the law. So it's very important for us to understand the laws of the kingdom and apply them. Can we say amen? Amen. The word of God never say, ask God, beg God, pray to God, and see if you're good enough, you know, and see what he thinks. No. No. Jesus said, ask, and you shall receive. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Though so that's my part. My part is to ask. My part is to seek. My part is to knock. And the promises, the promises shall manifest in my life. Don't make the mistake of forever asking God and not seeing results. You know, there are too many Christians. If you look at, you know, for example, this is the line, okay? And you are forever here. You are forever asking. You are forever seeking. And you don't ever cross the line. Why? Because you don't step out of your boat. You're too scared to step out of the boat. You have asked, you have seeked, and you have knocked, but you don't step out of the boat. Faith has actions. Faith has actions. I can be thinking, oh, yes, the, the, the manager would be nice to me. She would refund me, but it's too embarrassed to go there. You know, it's too embarrassed to go there, and I'm sure, you know, that's what my head said to me. But no. I rebuke those thoughts. I rebuke those thoughts of unbelief. And I believe in the favor of God. And I literally went there. Faith without action is dead. Amen. Amen. And let me give you a very important key. It's always hard to believe. If it's not hard, you don't have to believe God for it, isn't it? If it's easy, you would have done it. You don't even have to pray. Right? It's because it's hard. And that's why you need to use your faith. And when you use your faith, don't believe the devil's lie telling you that it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. No. My yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Easy. Light. Easy. Easy. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. When we talk about God, we're talking about his government. When we talk about God, we talk about his governance. It's just like when you go from Australia to China, you have a different government. When you go from Australia to the Philippines, you have a different government. So when you come to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, when you go from earth into the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have a different governance. Because why? You have a different governor. And you have a different set of laws. 
The law of Australia is different from the laws in China. The laws of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the laws of the kingdom of Jesus Christ, they are different from the laws of the natural. They are different even from the laws of the physical realm because this physical realm has fallen. It's subject to decay. It's subject to sin. It's subject to death. Whereas heaven has no sin. Heaven has no decay. Heaven has no sin. Heaven has no devils. And that's why Jesus taught the church to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do I know the will of God? Look at heaven. Anybody sick in heaven? No. And that's why I know that it's not the will of God for me to be sick. Amen. And if we know the will of God, ask according to his will and it shall be done unto you. So my part is to ask according to the will of God, not according to how I feel. And it shall be done. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is moving in my life. Amen. The kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ had been set up for his believers. Those who have put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, those who have put their faith in his redemption. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What have you been redeemed from? You have been redeemed from all the works of the devil, from the damnation of sin and death. So you need to say so. And you cannot say it until you filled your heart to the full. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Glory be to God. And when the kingdom shows up, when the army shows up, demons flee. You are a commander in Christ Jesus. Come on, say to yourself, I am a commander of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't you get scared of demons. They are under your feet. Don't you get, get scared of sickness and disease. They are under your feet. Even the body is made like that. Sickness cannot come to those that are strong. It's health before sickness. When you're healthy and strong, it doesn't matter what kinds of uh, virus, what kind of virus is around you, you stay strong and healthy. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. And that's the calling and the separation that God has privileged us with. Amen. Devils, listen. When you are fully persuaded by the word of God, not partly persuaded, fully persuaded, fully persuaded by the word of God. When you're in heartfelt agreement with your king, Jesus is the king of kings. That means you also are a king and a king commands. When a king speaks, they listen. There's power in your tongue. Your words matter. It may not be matter to you. It may not matter to the people, but it matters in the realm of the spirit. Amen. Exercise your God-given authority. Exercise your God-delegated kingdom authority. Can we say amen? amen. 
Look at your hands and say, I have authority. That's been delegated to me. Amen. Glory be to God. The devil will do his best to cause you to doubt yourself, to look down on yourself, not to believe in yourself, have a poor image. That's the devil working. The Holy Spirit, when he moves, he will always build you up, strengthen you, empower you, enlighten you, encourage you. Courage comes from God. Look at the courage of David when he went to Goliath. Courage comes from heaven. The word discourage is from the devil. Discourage means your courage had been dismissed. God is not the one dismissing your courage from you. The devil is. Don't you listen to the devil and look down on yourself. Can we say amen? I want to explain more about the Trinity. I want to, you to look at the unity that is within the Trinity. I want you to see John chapter 5 verse 30. John chapter 5 30. How many of you understand Trinity is God? Three in one and one in three. The Trinity is made up of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now if you look at Jesus, he said, I can of my own self do nothing as I hear I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father who had sent me. So you have the sent one, who is Jesus, doing the will of the Father. So Jesus is doing the will of the Father. Okay? Can you say that? Jesus is doing the will of the Father. Now go to Luke chapter 9, verse 35. Luke chapter 9, verse 35. There came a voice out of the cloud saying, this is during the baptism of Jesus, this is my beloved son, hear him. So the father is saying to us, hear him. Jesus is telling us, I do the will of my father. The Father is telling us, hear him. Now look at the Holy Spirit in John chapter 15, verse 26. This is what Jesus is telling us about the Holy Spirit. John 15, verse 26. The Spirit of truth, this is the third line. Even the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, what will the Holy Spirit do? He shall testify of me. He shall testify of me. The word testify means to witness. It's like when you go to the court. When you're called to witness, you're saying a statement. This is what I have seen. This is what has happened. So the Holy Spirit is the one to testify of the word of God. Healing happens. Healing, you can see it. Provision happens. Provision, you can see it. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. So when you understand the work of the Holy Spirit, you can have the move of the Holy Spirit in your life. So the work of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to testify Jesus. Jesus is the word. The Holy Spirit testifies the word that it is true, that it works, that it manifests on earth as it is in heaven. Do you get it? 
So you'll notice, you'll notice that Jesus doing the will of the Father, the Father says, hear Jesus. The Holy Spirit testifies of the Word of God. So you have the will and you have the hearing. When you have the will, when you have the hearing, then you have the testimonies. You have, look what the Lord has done. When you have the will, when you have the hearing, you have the testimonies. Glory be to God. So our will, our will and our hearing, they are both involved in the giving of miracles. If you want God's miracle in your life, your will is involved. If you want God's miracle in your life, your hearing is involved. And I want you to understand that in the Greek word, hearing means doing. They are together. When you hear, you do. When you hear, you do. When you hear, you do. So if you want a miracle in your life, it's not up to God. It's not up to God. If you want a miracle in your life, you must have the will of the Father. You must hear Jesus and you must do his work. Then miracles come. Why? Because the Holy Ghost will move in your life. Now let's get back to our foundation scripture. John chapter 3 verse 8. I want you to first look at the Amplify Bible. John chapter 3 verse 8, the Amplify. Can we have the Amplify first? That's the first uh, verse, the Amplify. The wind blows or breathes where it wills. Now, I want you to understand and to see it very, very clearly. Can we have the Amplified Bible? The wind blows where it wills. That's in the Amplified Version. Now, for those of us that know English very well, it's John chapter 3, verse 8. John 3, 8. Now, for those of us that knows the English language very well, the wind blows where it wills. What's the difference? There's a difference between where it will and where it wills. Can you see the difference? The Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit has a will. What is the will of the Holy Spirit? To testify of Jesus. We just read that. What is the will of the Holy Spirit? To bring to pass the promises of God. To bring about miracles, signs, and wonders in your life. That's the will of the Holy Spirit. And yet, so often, the church has read it as the wind blows where it will. So, okay, zorah, zorah, whatever will be, will be. Whatever will be, will be. It's not faith. Do you get it? It sounds good. It sounds so religious. Oh God, whatever you want. Whatever you want. If you want me to be sick, I'll be sick for you. If you want me to be poor, I'll be poor for you. That's blasphemy in the face of God. When he had sent Jesus when Jesus took all the stripes for your healing. When you think about it, it's not religious. It's not funny. You need to get it. The violin, take it by force. 
Amen. You need to take the healing. What is involved? Your will. What is involved? Your hearing and doing. Amen. Your will is committed to the will of the Father. It doesn't matter the pressure that is on you. The devil would exert pressure on you. It's easier not to believe. It's easier not to live by faith. If living by faith is easy, everybody would have done it. Living by faith sometimes brings so much pressure on your soul. Because the soul is in the natural realm. Your spirit is in the supernatural realm. And you're pulling supernatural results into this earthly realm. And you're working against devils. You're working against demons who put a barrier, a barrier in your life so the kingdom cannot come and the will cannot be done in your life. How many of you know what, understand and know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Get it right. We do have an enemy. Get it right. And your failure is the enemy's rejoice. Don't let him rejoice over you. Can we say amen? Now we can uh, look at John chapter 3 verse 8 in the King James Version. Amen. John chapter 3 verse 8 in the King James. So the wind blows where it listeth. See, even that is in present tense with that S, T, T-H. The word list means determines. This word in Greek means determines. The wind blows where it's determined to go. How many of you know that a cyclone has a track? How many of you know that a, a hurricane has a track? It's going somewhere and we need to track it. Isn't that right? The Holy Spirit has a will. The Holy Spirit has a direction. The Holy Spirit has a purpose. It's not K Zarah, Zarah, Zarah. Your life and my life has a purpose, has a direction, has a destiny. It's not K Zarah, Zarah. But it will only go according to what you will, what you will commit yourself to do, what you will spend your time to do, what you will spend your money to do. How many of you know that once you've bought a business, you cannot just leave that business and just say, well, whatever. If the business do well, that's fine. If business doesn't do well, it's okay. How many of you would do that? No. Why? Because you know and you know that the business will go bankrupt. Your will matters. Your choices matter. Your planning matters. Say to the person next to you, your will matters. Your choices matter. Your planning matters. You are the most important person in your life. Not someone else. You are the most important person in your life. Not even your wife will change the way you live. Not even your husband will change your life. Not even your parents or your children will change your life. Your life has been given to you as a gift from God for you to live it out. God's more than good and perfect will for your life. Can we say amen? amen. Say to the person next to you, no more Kesara Zara. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. 
Now, if you go back to John chapter 3, verse 8, the wind blows where it listeth, and you can hear the sound thereof, but you cannot tell when it comes and whither it goes. Here is the key. So, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. How many of us are born of the Spirit? Lift up your hand. Amen. So, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. So, Jesus is comparing us with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying that the way we live is the same as the Holy Ghost. How? Well, if you read it again, the wind blows where it's determined, where it wills to go. But you hear the sound with your natural ears, and yet you cannot tell when the time that it comes and where it's going. You can't get information. You cannot get spiritual revelation from your natural information. Your natural senses will not tell you how God is moving. Your natural senses will not tell you how you're going to get a miracle. When God first showed it to me, I was, whoa, the working of miracles. Like the Holy Spirit said to me, can't you see? It's the working of miracles. It's the working of miracles. Miracles can be worked. Amen. How are we compared to the Holy Ghost? We don't live according to our natural physical senses. Your five physical senses gather information for you in the natural realm. That's how the natural man functions. That's how computers get their data. But you can't get into the ways of God with your five physical senses. You have to have your spiritual senses active. Your spiritual senses active. Like the Apostle Paul, he said, I perceive. I perceive. He perceived the man had faith to be healed. So he said to the man, rise up. You need to know God through your spiritual self, your spiritual senses. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. We must Activate, cultivate, and develop our spiritual senses. Christians fall because we live by our five physical senses. You know how the devil defeats us? You know why would people give up believing God and die and go to heaven? Because the pain is too great. The devil has trained people in the natural realm. To live by emotions. We are so victimized by human feelings and emotions. And you blew it so many times. We cannot live according to how we feel. I tell you, if you don't live according to how you feel, your sickness will go from your body. And your situations will have a breakthrough. If you refuse to be provoked, if you refuse to act, your life will be dramatically successful. Amen. This is true. 
Why do we have to be born again? Because we are born again to be given a new set of feelings. We are born again to live a new way. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. The word creature, the explanation is a new species of being. A new species of being. You and I, we're different from the people of the world. We are a new species of being. That's why Jesus had to go through, he had to go through all such a, oh, such a painful process that we could be born again. He paid the price for you and I to be born again, not so that we can function like the rest of the men. It's so that you can function completely different. So that you can have heaven on earth. So that you can have divine health when everybody around you is sick. Can we say amen? He is a new creature. All things, all things, the old way, all thoughts, all emotions are passed away. How long, how long does it take you not to be offended? How long does it take you not to be upset by your wife? How long does it take you not to be upset by your husband? We've gone through this in circles for 30 years. But it won't be anymore. Can we say amen? Not anymore. Because today we're living the new way. Today we're living the new way. Come on, lift up your hands. We're living the new way. How many of you don't want to be old anymore? If you don't want to be old, lift up your hands. If you don't want to decay, if you don't want to decompose, if you don't want to rot, lift up your hands. Hallelujah. We're not going the old way. We're going the new way. The new way. The new way. Hallelujah. All things have become new. A born-again Christian living an old man's life, thinking the old man's thoughts, feeling the old man's emotions, cannot have the move of God in your life. You won't have miracles. But you will have convictions again and again and again. That's why you always go back to your sin and you're suffering from shame and you're suffering from guilt because you have never put on the new man. Amen. It's due to a lack of knowledge. It's the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the kingdom, how we cooperate with the kingdom. You can fast and pray all you want, but if you don't tithe, you won't get into kingdom prosperity. It's a covenant. God says, you do this, I'll do that. You do this, I'll do that. You do this, I'll do that. So if you don't do it, nothing will happen. We need to know how God works and work with him and cooperate with him. Say to the person next to you, practice matters. If for a long time, you know, you have been depressed, for a long time you've been quarreling with your spouse, for a long time you've been offended by the pastor, you will get that offense again and again and again. Why? Because until you have made it. The junk will recycle and recycle and recycle until you kick it out. You don't want the junk anymore. I'm determined to love my husband no matter what. 
even if he's the ugliest person on the earth, I am in love with him. And devils, ooh. Devils go, ooh. <laughs> but when you say to your husband, who do you think you are? I'm married to you. You think that I have to love you? You think I have to serve you? And devils next to you go, yay. Do you want a beautiful life or a defeated life? Are you willing to pay the price for it? What is the price? Your emotions. Emotions go up and down. If you want to be joyful, watch a comedy. Right? You have to control your emotions instead of allowing emotions to control you. Why do I operate in love? Love never fails. If you want to be successful, operate in love. Love never fails. Love is your powerful weapon. I'm not talking about romantic love. You don't feel romantic anymore after you've been married for 30 years, right? <laughs> I'm talking about divine love, God's pure love. <laughs> Can we say amen? Well, I married you when you were so slim. Well, but she had borne you how many kids? That's why her belly is no longer the same, you know? <laughs> and also, as a Christian, we have transitions. You transition from one level of power to another level of power. So don't ever think that you know better than John G. Lake. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm still learning from him. Don't ever think that I know better than Smith Wigglesworth. No, I'm learning. All right? So we transition from one level of power to another level of power. It's important for us to honor spiritual people that are operating in spiritual authority. Okay? If you don't do that, if you're gossiping and talking bad about them, you'll reap what you sow. So repent and get rid of it. Okay? So it's important for us to understand that there are transitional periods. And also there are battle periods, like times when you're in a battle and you're battling against the enemy, or times that you're transitioning from one level to the next. And when you're going through that time, be resilient, be patient, be strong. Because the devil does not want you to have a breakthrough. He wants to keep you and lock you down until you die. Understand that there is a resistance to your faith. That's why you find it hard to believe. Because there's a demonic resistance against the word of God. How many of you know what I'm saying? When you get into self-doubt, when you get into, into a very low self-image, speak the word of God. Speak the word only. Please understand that it's nothing to do with you and it's nothing to do with me. It's not how good we are. We're never good enough for God. It's not how good we are. It's God's grace. It's his gift. It's his love. Amen. And Jesus had already demonstrated the unconditional love of God. Jesus had already demonstrated the unconditional love of God. He loved the woman who was caught in the act of adultery when Christians, we hate those that are committing fornications. Mm -mm. Do you get what I'm saying? No, you haven't. I repeat. <laughs> Jesus loved the woman who was caught in the act of adultery. 
The law said to stone her. But Jesus put her sin on himself and forgave her and healed her and delivered her and loosed her into the kingdom. Whereas the church, we think bad, we criticize, we talk bad about those who commit fornication. Why? Our emotions find it hard to handle. And that's why we can't live by emotions. We must live by the word. Do you get it? Do you get what I'm saying? God's love is unconditional. Why are we so conditional with our love? Isn't that right? How many of you want to be like Jesus? So how many of you want to forgive those who fornicate? If Jesus can, come on, say it with me. If Jesus can, then I can. One more time. If Jesus can, then I can. Don't allow your emotions to be captivated by the devil. The devil will use our negative emotions against us and against those around us. But Jesus has given us freedom. Lift up your hands and say freedom. Freedom. One more time. Freedom. Amen. So when you are attacked, it has nothing to do with you. But it does have to do with the word that you have. Attacks come for the word's sake. So that the word will not manifest. So focus on the word that you have. Focus on the truth that you have. And fight the battle of faith. And you will win. The minute you take the focus off yourself, the minute you take the focus off yourself, it's not about me. It's not about me. Then your emotions go. I'm not telling you what I have not gone through. The minute I take the attention off myself, the focus off myself, my emotions, my negative emotions go right away. Wow. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Look at Isaiah 55 verse 9. Isaiah 55 verse 9. So don't chain yourself down by yourself. Our greatest enemy is not the devil. It's ourselves. And that's why we need to be crucified in order that we can be resurrected. And when you're resurrected, you can live in heaven. And you pray from heaven to earth. You're no longer praying the problem-based prayers. Do you get what I'm saying? If your prayers are based on your problems, it's like the more you pray, you know, the more problems you have. Because you're stuck in those problems. But you need to pray from heaven because you are a commander in Christ Jesus and you speak to the problems. Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and receive miracles from God. Amen. Glory be to God. Well, you say, Pastor Dora, it's easy to preach. It's very difficult to do. <laughs> no, it's not. Once you have died to self, don't live for yourself. If you live for yourself, you will die and die miserably. 
If you don't live for yourself, you will live and live joyfully and victoriously. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 55 verse 9, for as the heavens are higher than the earth. So if the heavens are higher, heavens have to be victorious. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So let me ask you, do you want to take the high thoughts or the low thoughts? Do you want to take the high ways or the low ways? Amen. It's just a matter of your will. It's just a matter of your choice. The minute you will it, the, man, the minute you choose it, whoa, devils flee from you. There is no pressure greater than emotional pressure. That's why people go crazy. Emotional pressure is the devil's work against your soul to break you. Emotional pressure can break your will. That's why people in, gets into, uh, what is it called, nervous breakdown. Once your will is broken, you become crazy. So it's so important that you fortify your will in Christ Jesus. Amen? What is my will? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. My life is good. The word of God comes to pass in my life. I believe it, I set it, and that settles it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So how to have the move of the Holy Spirit in your life? Number one, the Holy Spirit moves with your born-again spirit. Write it down. The Holy Spirit moves with your born-again spirit. You can't have the move of the Holy Spirit in your life if you don't get born again. Okay? You have it because somebody prays for you. So you are a new creature, a new person, a new species in Christ Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the spirit that lifts up your soul. Now understand, Christians, your problem have nothing to do with your spirit. Your problems, they are all in your soul. Your soul is for you to be in charge. Your soul is made up of your will, your thoughts, and your emotions. The will can be persuaded by the word of God. If you don't have the word and you're always listening to the news, listening to the doctor's report before you know it, you'll be fully persuaded that you are very, very sick and nobody can help you. You'll be fully persuaded that you're very, very broke and nobody can help you. You'll be fully persuaded that your, your situation is so bad there is no way out. Because whatever you hear will keep persuading you and influencing you until your way, okay, I go that way. The will must be fortified by the word of God. You must listen to sermon like this again and again and again. The word of God will persuade you. The word of God will build your will for good, not for evil. Amen. Remember the sermon I talked about, break that record player? Don't keep playing the tapes. Don't keep playing the CD. Those words that had hurt you before. Memory that is not good for you. Pluck them out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Why? The move of the Holy Spirit is to lift up our soul out of this earthly, devilish, sensual realm. Remember the book of James. The devil's wisdom is earthly, sensual, devilish. So the Holy Spirit is lifting you up out of the earthly ram, out of your responses to the earth 
to the human, to the fallen. Can we say amen? Out of the law of sin and death into the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I repeat, the Holy Spirit has his will. He's the third person of the Trinity. What is his will? Can you tell me now? What is the will of the Holy Spirit? To testify of Jesus. To bring the word of God into pass in your life. To manifest the promises unto you. Amen. Number two, how to have the move of the Holy Spirit in your life? Read, hear, meditate on, and live out the word. Now, I've got myself and the Holy Spirit said to me, you're not living what you're praying. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's true. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for showing me that. You can have the word. You can be confessing. You can be praying. And that's why I told you just now, even pastors that are preaching the word, worship leaders that are leading the worship, they got into a life that is full of frustrations, problems. Why? Because you don't live it out. We need to live out what we pray. Oh, Lord, I love you, I love you, I love you. The Holy Spirit said, oh, really? Where am I in your priority? Where am I in your calendar, in your day planner? Hey, isn't that true? Amen. So to have the move of the Holy Spirit, meditate, read, hear, and live out the word. And then we won't play catch up. I don't like to catch up. What is to catch up? I thought we don't have a problem. And then problem shows up. And then you have to do a lot of catch up. Don't do catch up. Be prepared. Be informed. Be ready. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I want to highlight one thing. How to have the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. If you look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. Exodus 3, 5. Can I ask you to look at your shoes? Come on, look at your shoes now. Look at your shoes. How many of you love your shoes? Beautiful shoes. Hey, have you ever noticed that in the Bible, two times, God said, take off your shoes. One time in the book of Exodus, when Moses was having that burning bush experience, what did God say to him? Put off your shoes from off your feet, for the place where you're standing on is holy. And another one, you can see that in Joshua chapter 5 verse 15. Joshua chapter 5 verse 15, before the battle of Jericho. That's Jesus. Loose your shoe from off your feet. The place whereon you stand is holy. What's wrong with those shoes? God never made them shoes. Shoes are man-made. And shoes decide where we can go and where we can't. Shoes decide whether we are comfortable walking or standing. So God is saying, take off all your man-made protection. You keep protecting yourself, God can't protect you. And stand on my holy ground, barefooted, 
so you can sense my move in your life. So that you can step out of the boat and start walking on water. It's all about being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you listen and check the miracles, if you listen and check the gifts of the Spirit, the miracles, they all to do with hearing the voice of God. As he leads, you go. As he says, you go. He says, lay hand on them, so you go. He says, speak to that tumor, you speak. It's all to do with our spiritual sensitivity to the move of the Holy Spirit, to the voice of the Holy Ghost. If we are so wrapped up in our natural thinking, if we are so wrapped up in our intellectual reasoning, you can't hear. You find it very hard to hear the voice of God. If you are so wrapped up in your subjective feelings, your prejudice against someone, you find it impossible to hear the voice of the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that depression has a voice? Anger has a voice. Offense has a voice. Listen to me. Wherever you feel offended, Wherever. It can be by your pastor, it can be by your spouse, it can be by your kids, it can be by even a telephone operator. Wherever you find an offense, I guarantee you that there are devils there. And the devil will focus your attention on those that you're upset with. But the Holy Spirit will focus your attention on yourself so that you can pluck out those devils from your soul, from your will, your mind, and your emotions. It's called sanctification. It's called promotion. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's why you notice that those who grow in holiness, they also grow in power. When you grow in holiness, you grow in power because you're no longer messing in the earthly realm, in the sensual and devilish realm. You are in the heavenly realm where there is forgiveness, where there is mercy, where there is unconditional love. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Put off those shoes. Say to the person next to you, put off those shoes. A lot of our problems are self-induced. We give ourselves a lot of problems because we don't think the right way. We don't feel the right way. And that's why when we are going through that transformation, going through that renewal, problems will start to fall off our lives. And you will start hearing the Holy Ghost. How many of you want to hear the Holy Spirit? Amen. The Holy Spirit, read the book of Proverbs. He's the voice of instruction. He's the voice of knowledge, the voice of understanding. Amen. He's the voice of judgment. He's the voice of justice. He's the voice of corrections. He's the voice of encouragement. He's the voice of comfort. Listen to him. And that is the key to success in life. Amen. I want us to be very careful with religious spirits, defensive excuses, and mental assent. Now, all those things are from the devil, and they are geared to rob you of your inheritance in Christ Jesus. 
They work to stop you to set up a barrier in your life against the move of the Holy Ghost. What am I talking about? Now, you are a very, very good Christian serving God with all of your heart, you know, serving him, even leading worship or whatever in church. And uh, you have believed God to heal you, but the healing, it seems, has not come. Now, automatically, your mind will tell you, God doesn't want to heal me. But the Holy Spirit will tell you, it's not God who doesn't want to heal you. It's because there are obstacles in your life against the move of the Holy Spirit. Now, a religious spirit will tell you, well, God, I love you. If you want me to suffer through this, I will suffer through this. I will suffer poverty. I will suffer sickness because I love you. And before anybody knows, you go to the doctor. You rush to the hospital. If you want so much to suffer for God, why did you go to the doctor? Why did you go to the chemist? Why didn't you just take the sickness? It doesn't make sense. It's a hypocritical religious spirit. Oh God, if you want me to be poor, I'll be poor for you. I will learn how to use my money wisely. I will calculate every cent and every dollar. You are not loving God. You are stingy. You are ruled by the demon of poverty. Your mind thinks poor. Your mind is stuck in poverty thinking. You can't believe God to prosper you. But you can believe the sweat of your brows like Esau. So be very careful with those excusing and religious demons that come like angels of light, but they are devils. Well, you know, maybe God doesn't want to heal me right now. Maybe give it another month, give it another year, then God will heal me. Let me ask you, if you borrow money from the bank, what do they charge you? Interest. And interest is calculated according to time. If Jesus could change water into wine right away, why would it take him so long? We have to be very careful with what we don't understand, that we don't come up with natural reasonings that stop us from receiving from God. This person called self has to die. There is no resurrection without death. There is no resurrection without death. Dying to self is the only way to live to God. If we live with ourselves, then you will always feel upset, offended, withdrawn, frustrated, disappointed, disillusioned, hurt. Why? Because yourself is on the throne and yourself has a lot of feelings. And feelings are what the devil will use to hurt you, even to intimidate you, to threaten you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's why we can't give the devil a foothold. I choose to think God's word. I choose to think God's thoughts. I choose to have holy emotions. Holy
emotions protect you like nothing else. Is that okay? I killed some sacred cows this morning? Yes. And please don't listen to sermons that teach you that God wants you to suffer. You're going into the fiery furnace. Why were the Hebrew children thrown into the fiery furnace? Come on. Why? Because Israel had fallen as a nation. But the kingdom of Jesus Christ had not fallen. It's doing very well. Thank you. Amen. So don't listen to those sermons that tell you you have to suffer for Jesus. No, Jesus suffered for you. How many of you, how many of you get it? Jesus suffered for us. Amen. I need to work hard to give to Jesus. No, Jesus gave to us to begin with. He is the source, not we ourselves. Amen. Don't listen to those sermons that say, you know, you have to go through this painful experience. He's through the valley with you. And before you know it, you'll be praying those prayers. You'll be praying prayers like, thank you, Jesus, that I can suffer for you. Thank you, Jesus, that I can go through this valley with you. And your mind is full of suffering, suffering, hurt, pain, poverty. And there'll be no breakthroughs. You can't even think ahead because you're stuck in those problems. And you feel like so humble. No, you're not humble. You're blaspheming. The key is look, what, look at what the Lord had done. Look at what the Lord had done. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who please him must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You must believe God for the rewards. I would have fainted if I have not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. We don't recycle. We don't go around in circles. We're having breakthrough all the time. Come on, lift up your hands and say with me, breakthrough. Breakthroughs. Breakthroughs. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me, another lame religious excuse. Oh, Pastor Dora, of course, I believe God can heal me. What's wrong with that? That sounds good. But it's not good. Yes, I believe God can heal me, but he will not heal me. I believe God can. It's different from he will. Now, I believe God is healing me now. In fact, he had already healed me. Every part of your body responds to that word. I believe he can, but I don't know if he will. Then you are forever procrastinating. You're putting the promises of God away from you. Yes, he can, but I don't know. And since I don't know whether God will and when he will, I'm going to the doctors. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Now, Please hear me right and get me right. I'm not against doctors. I'm not, going, I'm not against you going to whatever. that you, God wants us to be healed. Full stop, whatever. But we need to know the way to believe God for healing. 
I'm so glad that COVID had come and gone. But you know, we can never live dependent on medical researches and answers. We need to live depending on the Holy Ghost. That's why health and healing, it's our answer. How many of you want to be a witness for God? How to witness? Just giving people food? Just be nice? Be kind? No. No. A witness is someone who manifests Jesus. People come to you. They will flock to you if you manifest healing. If you manifest success. Success is your platform. Your pulpit for preaching the word. I'm talking about spiritual success. Before I listen to a preacher, I'll always check. Jesus said, by their fruit, you will know them. Do they, do they get healed? Did they die young? Did they die of sickness and disease? Were they broke? Was their family good? Amen. Christianity is practicality. Jesus in the flesh. Remember the word of God says that you need to discern? Anybody, any spirit that does not say that Jesus had come to the, in the flesh is not of God. In the flesh, that means in manifestation. Christianity is different from all other religions because Christianity has signs and wonders and miracles in manifestation. It is not a philosophy. It is not contemplative science. It is not just, you know, high-sounding philosophy. You know, you, know um, you can be listening to preachers and, and watching preachers and, and listening to their testimonies and you feel good, so good about them, but you don't have them in your life. And you just get your satisfaction from watching them. That's why so many people go to watch movies. Especially the, what, what are they called? The hero movies. The superhero movies. Because I can get my satisfaction just from watching them. But no, you are not called to be a spectator. You are called to be a participant. A partaker. And that's why Jesus said, in my name you will cast out devils. You will heal the sick. And who is that you? Lift up your hands if you are that you. Amen. Say with me, I'm a partaker, not a spectator. I'm a participant, not just an audience. Amen. So whatever you can do, do it. Amen. When I got born again, my heart's desire is to manifest all those miracles. When I got my first miracle, when my son was still a baby, running fever, 40, 40 degree fever, and I got the miracle, amen, hallelujah. When I thought I was uh, hallucinating, the fever left him. So quickly, God gave me a miracle. And I said, wow, this is a good way to live. Glory be to God. <laughs> Amen. This is a good way to live. Glory. Hallelujah. When you have the Holy Spirit, you say, wow, how come everything is so easy? It's like the pressure is lifted. I used to get very, very offended if somebody upset me. I used to get so angry, you know, so upset. I wanted to quit. I wanted to stop. I wanted even to move to another state, another country. 
were gone, completely gone, <laughs> completely gone. Can we say amen? What a way to live. Glory be to God. Amen. Is that okay? Yes. Amen. Can I give you one more point? I'll have to finish this next lesson. All right. I want to give you this scripture because this is so powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I promise you we'll finish with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 24. Verse 24, yeah. Uh, did I give you the right scripture? Can somebody, 1 Corinthians 14, 24. Oh, sorry, it's not. Oh, yes, yes, that's the right. That's the right one. Um, can we have verse 25 as well? Verse 25, can we look at verse 25? Okay, it's the scripture. Let me read it to you. Maybe I've got the reference wrong. Okay, can you just listen? The secrets of his heart are exposed, and falling down on his face, he will worship God and report that God is in you of a truth. Now, this is about the church prophesying and somebody, you know, who is a not a Christian coming in, and he heard a prophecy that exposed the secrets of his heart. All right, so this is the scripture. The Holy Spirit is saying to us that it's good to expose the secrets of the heart because devils like to live in darkness. Demons hide in darkness. They don't like to be exposed. How the Holy Spirit moves is that he will expose what's in your heart. Why? Because it's good for you. That's how you know God is working with you. And when the secrets of your heart are exposed, then you're ready for a breakthrough. And you're ready for a change. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit will cause us to be honest with ourselves and confront our human fear, unbelief, and offense. Because that's where devils reside. So we will not be in pretense, we will not be in denial, and we will not be in withdrawal. But we will deal with our problems, we'll deal with our issues with the Word and the Holy Spirit. And that's called putting off the old man and putting on the new man. And then what happens? Transformation happens. So don't ever try to hide your fault, your problems, your sin. Expose them. Expose them. Expose them. Amen. Now, I, don't, I, 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 didn't know this, this, I didn't know this scripture when I first got born again, but I was fanatically born again. So, <laughs> so when I first got saved, the church that I went to, ICA Bangkok, so I would, I would say, please pray for me. I still hate my husband. Please pray for me. I still hate him. I still don't like him. Please pray for me. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong. I was honest. Amen. And with prayer, what happened? Those things go. They go. They leave you. But if you don't, if you are not honest, if you keep hiding, then those devils stay and they can be having a good slumber in your soul because you don't stir them up. So if I go to the front and I say, please pray for me, I'm so afraid. I'm very fearful. I'm still afraid of demons. I'm very much afraid of devils. Pray for me. It's good. Why? Because you've exposed your weakness. You've exposed where the devils are hiding and keeping you in fear. And when people pray for you and declare the word of God over you, the light shines. What happens when you turn on the light? All the cockroaches go. 
Amen. So it's good to be open and honest with your weaknesses. Amen. No shame. No condemnation. No guilt. Remember, it's not about me. It's not about my husband. It's about the kingdom. It's about God wanting us a good marriage. God wanting us to have a good life. God wants our every prayer answered. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. The kingdom is bigger than me, bigger than you. The kingdom is the governance of Jesus. Amen. Every eye closed, every head bow. Amen. If you want the governance of Jesus, if you want Jesus to be your governor, to be your king, to be your king, amen, to be your governor, watching over you, the Holy Spirit to move in your life, the Holy Spirit to watch over you, protect you, amen, and stop you from obeying devils, stop you from being negative, stop you from uh, allowing destructive emotions to drive you. It is your time to exercise your will and choose Jesus. Exercise your will and choose the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Choose his saving grace. Choose his salvation. Those that are watching online, choose the saving grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Choose his goodness, his mercy, his unconditional love. Choose his deliverance from captivity. It is your choice. And this will be the most important, the best choice that you can ever make. If that's you, lift up your hands right now. Not to me, but to God. Lift up your hands to him. Amen. Lift up your hands to him. Let him see your hands. Amen. Rising up to him. Let him see your hands rising up to him. Say to him, I want you. I want you to move in my life. Govern me. Govern my life. Govern my days. I want you. I want you. I'm no longer lost. I'm found. I'm following you. I'm following you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And you say no to self. Say no to self. Say no to self-centered emotions. Say no to self-centered righteousness, self-righteousness. Say no to self-pride. Say no to that. And say yes, yes to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, the kingship of Jesus Christ, the government of God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I ask musicians to come? And if I can ask you to stand up and sing this song.